gentlemen welcome to the next edition of 20 good minutes for the next 30 minutes at least i'm zealand that's ben and we're going to talk about uh whatever issues happen to end up on a google doc that we wrote down throughout the course of a week uh in the leading issue of them all is a new disturbing development in the world of ben that i am struggling to process emotionally what the fact that you've been talking to doug yeah it, it's so you mean yeah hi Zealand. Hello. Uncle Zealand? This is, is, is he saying hello to Doug or what? Worst. Are you talking to him or not? He's got a few he's got a few questions. Uncle Zealand? What do player roles mean? Don't ask him about don't ask him about that. We're we'll no, not during not during the podcast. They're That's all, YouTube channel. They're lies. <laughs> so yeah, I've been, I have a lot of fun with that. I I've, I wind up every single one of my friends on a daily basis. <laughs> by by making them talk to Doug, who's six months and can't currently talk, but but he but can, can, which is the weird yeah, yeah. part. You know, there's this un yeah, it's hard to diagnose, but all of a sudden he just keeps popping up in all these discussions. That's how Ben basically started the call today. Was that it, it took about ten <laughs> minutes to get the podcast started because he you know, I was talking to Doug for so long, quote unquote, quote unquote. Yeah, that's, that's right. I'm I'm Doug. So Uncle Zealand, what are we talking about on the podcast today? Doug, to bed now because I've got to, me and me and Uncle Zealand have got to do this. All right, off, off you go. All right, I'm on Doug. Bye, everybody. Bye, Doug. I should say Doug is my son. Uh, Zealand. <laughs> what are we talking about? Here's the topic. Son. Today <laughs> we are him. talking about the Royals. We're very behind on this, but I think it's interesting. Eunice Musa. <laughs> yeah, let's, talk, yeah, it, he, let's <laughs> talk about a topic that has been completely covered globally. <laughs> yes. Except, no, well, that's not true because we haven't no. covered it. Well, it's not, no. we're not covering it. I didn't. I'm not writing a news story about the interview. I think it's interesting what's happening because you have a royal family that we kind of ditched 300 years ago. Uh, is PSG yeah. actually not going to win league? On we have definitive answers for you, and I will be sampling something I bought from the European section at my local grocery store, which is fun. But we're starting with everybody's favorite red-haired prince well, not a lot of princes anymore is prince, there yeah is there any yeah there there are other western countries that have yeah the dutch do spain do there's a, there's, a, there's, there's quite a few out there i know i was spain was the only other one i thought of i feel like scandinavia has them but they're more they're less regal the dutch one yeah, definitely that dude just shows up in silly hats different places right yeah, it's it's kind of weird though because the the queen is sort of globally known, isn't she? But like, but the other countries they don't have the same power that the queen seems to have. And by power, I sort of mean reputation. And is that reputation not cultivated by just being very inaccessible? Almost like you don't know what these people are actually like for the most part. No, that's very true. We don't really know. 
what they're like. We, we get we get an interpretation of what they're like, but there seems to be this idea, especially from Americans. I don't know if this is what you view it as that that we really care about our royal family. Where I think probably I don't know thirty percent of the UK like really care about the royal family. No one else is that bothered at all, and I think most young people fall into that category because it's, it's quite a strange concept. Well, yeah, because now we've, we're in an age of civilization where everybody's kind of aware that everybody's born pretty much, you know, the same. There's no divine right. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that still thinks the English monarchy has some sort of divine right. But so now what? what's the point of the monarchy other than basically a museum? Is like, look, we still, like, the bloodline is still here, you know, with the jewels and the, she officially has to yeah. approve parliament or whatever, but that ha obviously happens every time or else everybody, you know, the monarchy would be gone tomorrow if she tried to stand in the way of anything, actually. I, I went to the uh, the Tower of London recently, like, not that long ago for, like, just have a, have a sort of a touristy walk around. I'd rather stay in an Airbnb. I wasn't that impressed. It was underwhelming. So it's quite, it's quite old, a lot of cobbles. Um, yeah, I, I guess you wouldn't live there now, would you? Buck Buckingham Palace looks quite nice from the outside, though, quite grand. Have you ever been to, I think obviously you've been to the UK, have you ever seen the sites of our royal heritage? I've seen some of them. I mean, you call everything what? a castle, really. But in, in the, you know, like, the <laughs> first, the first off, ever, everything, every, like, the entire UK is just covered in castles. When you look at the tourist book or whatever, it's like, the castle of Nottinghamshire, and you show up, yeah. and it's just, it's, I'm like, this is a big house. Like, the local, the local shopping centre to me is called Castle Mall, but it's just, or Castle Mall, <laughs> if you like. So it's not even a castle. Even things that aren't castles. Sand castles, we're always making them. Um, yeah, it's uh -oh. chaos. But yeah. no, it's... It's weird, it's weird, right? Because the current the current upset again, like thirty percent of the people care, but sort of everyone has been made to care about Meghan Markle. And is she, is she still Meghan Markle? Is she, is she, does she still go to the name? I, no, she's now Meghan take, Duchess of Sussex. Yeah, she has her royal highness, the Duchess of some place. She doesn't actually rule, and yeah. she didn't take the last name because the last name. What is the Windsor? Windsor, right? Windsor, yeah. Windsor, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't think she's Meghan well, the, the, Windsor. All of a sudden, yeah. The weirdest thing, and this is, some people won't know this, this is good. She's not really called Meghan, and he's not actually called Harry. That's the weirdest bit about the two of them. She's called Rachel, and he's called Henry. Like, yeah. first name? Yeah. Oh, well, she goes by her middle name. That's not that weird. And he does, too. No, but they both have both of them, and they're sort of, like, world-renowned. It's kind of strange that neither of them. So Elton John is actually called, like, Dwight, or something like that. <laughs> I know. I remember... No, uh... Oh... Bob Dylan is the same. His name's uh, Robert Zimmerman, I think. That's, there's a lot that... of these people hiding out there. Yeah, there's a, there is. A, this is a topic on its own, isn't it? <laughs> Having this sort of thing. A Twenty on. good Robert. minutes investigation at eleven. <laughs> we find out all these frauds. Turns out <laughs> Zealand's actually Australia this whole time. Australia, Shannon. Oh, it's, that works, it's about it. time you figured it out, mate. Oh, I imagine <laughs> what a reveal. <laughs> Twenty yeah. good minutes. Voice, no, so voice, yeah, voice reveal. Here we go. So obviously, they they both did the, uh, the interview with Oprah, and she's one of your lot. So right. what did what did you make of that? Like the coverage in America? I all? think the most fascinating thing it was there was this one excerpt. So I listened to the Daily, which is there's this podcast that the New York Times puts out every morning, and it's you know it's just like news in twenty minutes because who has time to read? And so I like listened to that podcast. I obviously talked about the interview one day. And there was this one yeah. excerpt from it where she, Megan, she being Megan Markle's like, yeah, I would want to go out to breakfast with my friends or something. 
and the monarchy, no particular person in like individual, you would assume the queen was involved in this, but she's also 325 years old. So is she making all of these decisions? Probably not. The monarchy writ large was like, oh, you can't go to breakfast with your friends because you've been too public recently. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what, why would you net? You want more coverage, right? That like the whole way the world works now is more coverage. Though she's been too public, she can't go to breakfast with her friends because she's oh, too public. Yeah, I think the most revealing thing from a British person's standpoint is that we always sort of knew that they they were they're in charge by sort of name only, right? But the institution of the monarchy and the the sort of the, what's around them and the way they're controlled by almost by the tradition, right? It was quite revealing. And I think that's something that you didn't necessarily fully understand until you hear Prince Harry talking about it. And suddenly it's a little bit like, oh, this is something they are not even necessarily aware of to the degrees of how it seems unfair or how they're how unfair on, the, on them, right? To, to, to some level, especially someone like Harry, who's born into it, that he doesn't get a choice. Things with his security were quite revealing. Obviously, conversations he's had with his brother and his, and his father, who are both in line to be king. Like, it's all a bit, it's a bit muddy. I think that's the best way to describe it. Very muddy. Well, it's just... Have you ever seen the King's Speech, the movie? Yeah, not for a while, but yeah. Where there's this moment, if you don't know what it's about, it's about... Uh, the, the <laughs> I bet they can guess. <laughs> yeah. It's about a big King's Speech. Uh, the, the, the father of Queen Elizabeth, I think, right? Sure. And The history of the royal family is not something I'm w well up yeah, on. It's but. not something I ever really was emotionally invested in. Either I'm just big, you know, tea and harbor and then US born. Okay. But... They, there's a scene in that where they're like somebody says to the future king is like well we're not a family like we're a business or there's some line like that that i was yeah. always they, you never think about it that way being a royal family like oh you're a prince or a princess or duke or duchess or whatever you're doing but it kind of sucks because your whole family is very cold like nobody's real chummy like you, you aren't having in in the u.s i would say like you aren't having a great family thanksgiving but in england you're not having like great family reunions or whatever because everybody lives in different parts of the country and they don't really talk and there's not you know you don't have a mom your mom's the you know your mom's the queen you can't just go and sit there and be like yeah i'm having a pretty tough day today <laughs> like you yeah. kind of talk about it because she's just going to be like well how's this going to reflect on you know, what we did in 1947 you know and just like yeah. oh, okay i think i think with the queen a lot of people like the queen i think that that's something that seemed to like come across pretty well from those them too as well i like, didn't seem as if there's any like hatred but people are just trying to constantly stir up like piers morgan who obviously you will be somewhat aware of <laughs> as an american has like walked off his tv show and quit that but that's it that, that seems completely staged to me the funniest thing i have who walks off their own tv show who well, get, it was, it was who especially gets, after being questioned by a weatherman. Yeah, like who, like who gets so cornered by somebody else on their TV show that they're like, my best course of action is to stand up and leave. Yeah, that, that so, is someone's amazing. quite divisive. Like someone like Piers Morgan, who's quite divisive, and I think most people find Piers Morgan like quite funny in that he, you know, he says what he thinks or says what he thinks will drive like views or whatever on his tv show uh good morning britain we very much copied good morning america with good morning britain and but but i personally think he's a massive prick so i, I can't stand him i've never been able to stand him i think he's a he's a sensationalist journalist that 
hasn't got away from that having been the editor of multiple national newspapers then sort of swanned around america and the uk being on talent shows which seems a bit absurd and uh yeah not a fan not even not even a slight no, fan he's obviously he's somebody that got involved in news has no discernible outward talent which i think the same can be said for both of us uh so i'm not you know whoa, blind whoa, whoa, to that. Whoa, whoa. what, what do is you your discernible outward talent diablo the diablo it's a oh. circus trick oh come on no, I'm excellent at it. You'd be surprised. And he'll be performing it on the other side of the spring. And we're back with bated breath waiting for this Diablo. Maybe we'll take you... It's not... You a, it's not, a, it's not a, no, stop there. It's not an audio feature. I could do the <laughs> harmonica, but it's... I feel like you don't even necessarily know what the Diablo is. I have as no a, idea. As an act. No, I have absolutely no idea. Really? Right. Well, no. hang on a second. We're going to get Zealand's live reaction to people doing the Diablo. I mean, our, I can Google thing. it. I'm, I'm looking up the Diablo. Oh, yeah. D I A B O L O. Diablo. D I A B O L O. Yep, that's the one. Oh, this is this is this is great when we the, teach the, each other things. The D. Oh, I've seen this. Oh, have you? It's the it's the two bowls glued together. <laughs> I mean, you really are downplaying what is one of my best skills. So, um, but yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Why? Why are you good at this? Well, there's a circus uh, on the seafront that I live near. And there are not many circuses in the UK still. It's one of the only like circuses left in the United Kingdom. It's called the Hippodrome Circus for anyone that's ever been in Norfolk. Um, if you've ever been to Great Yarmouth, which is the bit of Norfolk I live in, you've probably been to the circus, whether on like holiday or a weekend trip or whatever. Um, and they would do the Diablo before the circus. And I would go along, obviously, and watch it and be like, that's cool. I want to be able to do that. So I bought one and I'm good at it. That story checks out to a surprising extent. I'm watching this dude do these tricks, though, and I mean, it's yep. it's pretty neat. Yeah, apparently Work the Space, our friend Jack, is also quite good at the Diablo. Um, whether that's true or not, it's, I've got no evidence. It's sweeping the nation, really. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's much like the yo-yo, but it's uh, it's the Diablo. Get yourself a Diablo. Maybe we'll, next week we'll, we'll see how you're getting on with your Diablo, Z. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> I don't think my okay. yoga has prepared me for that kind of explosive dexterity that you and Jack have. Now, we... Fuck <laughs> you. On, on the note of controversy, we were talking about the, the royal family, and it's just weird. I think the concept is going to continue to get more weird. I have no idea where the royal family is heading. I, the only thing that's interesting to me as a historian is keeping track of the lineage, I think, is fascinating. Like, who would be the king, but to have them be the actual king where they live in a palace and... You know, they yeah. have to act all weird. It's just strange. Be the be like the Dutch guy. Wear funny hats. Go to a ball game, like, and then you know, be a be a human being. Seems like a pretty good move. So, some people, I think, think and hope that when it gets to Prince William, that he will sort of be a completely different head of state, and and that'll be interesting. Like, there's a lot of pressure on him, I think, to be quite a forward thinking, not particularly traditional royal like his like his dad obviously the son of the queen i think charles there's this expectation that he would sort of continue with what the queen is doing but obviously he's, he's a he's bit gonna, older he he's gonna die like right after she yeah. does i mean event, assuming it, right? they do die because she's apparently ageless but eventually not that you're hope, like 
No, no, but at some point, statistics show that they will pass away. Um, so, <laughs> according, according to the statistics. So, like, on the assumption that happens, I think he, he will sort of continue what she did. And it'll, be, it'll be very weird, right? For the, for, the, for the UK generally, it'll be very strange because most people in the UK know no different to having the Queen as the queen on all the money and all the stamps, right? Not that's not our primary. Actually, that's not our primary thing. I guess it, it kind of is. So it'd be interesting to see what life is like without the queen. Like that, that's the, I think that'll be fascinating. It's like that one guy you're playing Crusader Kings, which you might not understand this reference. I've heard of it. There's, yeah, there's always there's always one ruler that goes for so long that the next ruler is only there for a few years, and he gets to yeah. wait. He's waiting his whole life for like two years, when it finally like opens up there's it'd be, the glorious it'd be, moment it'd be really interesting to see how that all develops and and what comes of it in 20 years right when it could look very very different that's true and i look forward to bowing to our new overlord or something i guess that's only for the canadians or maybe i don't know uh, <laughs> on to on to actual sports which i feel like we should talk about at least sometimes i'm very excited today because i love this I love when you're excited about Americans. Yes. Eunice Musa is officially committed to the U.S. national team, which he announced today at 18 years old. I love how they're so young when they have to make these decisions. Yeah. It's quite surprising. He did have you know, quite a few options, didn't he? Could have played for, could play for America, could have played for Ghana, could have played for Italy, could have played for England. So he had options, and he's chosen to go with you lot. Here's what's fascinating to me. How many people in your day-to-day -day life do you meet that could possibly play for four national teams? But I feel like it's true. when we're covering and watching the like soccer, football, whatever, there's so many of these players. I remember Gideon Zalalem had like six. He didn't end up being too good, but there are these players that come out of the woodwork all the time. Gio Reyna, even Gio Reyna had three, and he's... Super American. Both of his parents played for the U.S. national team, and he still had three choices. You know, like Pulisic had a couple of choices. Like everybody in all of these national teams had three or four choices. It's insane. And all like all the people I know, you can only play for one country. It's I don't know where these people come from. Okay. Yeah, well, we, we I'll tell you where he came from. His, his parents were born in Ghana. They went on holiday to america on holiday as you sort of alluded to uh then they lived in italy for the predominant uh, predominantly his early life and then uh lived in england played for arsenal's academy for a long time so it has nationality england as well because he was born in new york he has the option to play for uh, for america and he's taking it he wants to play for the country which he was born in new york new york i don't I've, i don't know much about the place apart from my obsession with it uh but that's so, so is he going to be the real deal and how much have you seen him in play obviously he's played for some of the youth teams in england he's played twice for the the national side are you excited because he's good or just because you've been selected like you've won a competition no 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 no, no. i'm excited because he's good I, I, because when he chose to accept a call-up for a friendly everybody was like wait hold on we didn't think we had a shot at this guy because he'd been in all of the english youth teams gareth southgate was yeah doing the whole you know the normal like we're monitoring him closely we're gonna see what happens so he wasn't a, he wasn't a guy that when you built out the u.s national team where the, the way everybody does in every country you're like wow five years from now we're gonna look really good this is who we have here this is who we have here Yunus musa was not in that and then all of a sudden he accepts this call up and everybody goes wait a second and just slots him in right at the top of the midfield he's a box-to-box -box guy he's now with those friendlies i watched those 
and he just covers he covers a ton of ground but he's one of those people where physically he's just very mature for his age so he's able yeah. to really move people but it's not i mean there's plenty of people that are physically accomplished at his age but not only is he he's big long strides he can keep the ball like when people are near him he is just really smart in terms of the, the way he moves like he just kind of glides up the field uh, so many times when you watch him he just picks the ball up and he gains 20 30 yards of space just he's he gets it and just moves forward yeah he looks incredibly comfortable in possession i think that's that's something for, for a young player for someone that's 18 like he does it incredibly good on the ball which would be really interesting to see how he progresses like year, year on year i think for someone that young it can still go very much like either way it can be a player that doesn't really exist in three or four years on like a top level or will be like one of these world beater players that right now not many people have heard of right but having the high profile of being now part of the american national team playing for valencia on a regular basis and again being 18 having that english background of playing for arsenal there'll be a lot of eyes on him from a lot of different places because for england it, it might end up being the one that got away how was he not convinced to play for us if he turns into this superstar player and from what i've seen from him i'm pretty sure i've seen him play at youth level at like under 18 level um a tournament or under 17 level like playing at one of the tournaments for us and being quite good i can't quite remember but it seems to i don't know it seems familiar to me he's it would he wouldn't have been a feature for like the u20 team i don't think because he's a very new development like okay, he, i think i think maybe it might have been like an under 17 world cup or something like that. i can't i can't remember exactly yeah but it's it's, it's something like that where i've because I, I remember seeing clips of him before and thinking you are like sensational and then when you when you mentioned him about i don't know about half an hour ago i completely forgot he existed and then you, you remind me that he's at valencia and it's like oh yeah i do know who this guy is so um yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how he develops he's a sort of player that again i think there'll be so much attention on him that it'll be how he handles the pressure but if he handles the pressure in the way that he plays the game he's going to be quite something if you want the attention committing to play for the u.s when you're already starting for a team in the liga is essentially the yeah. way to get the microscope right on you of the footballing or soccer population of the United States lost their minds today when he committed, you know, because there was no expectation for him to make an announcement either. Like, obviously, yeah. we were going to call him up for competitive matches in the near future, but there was no guarantee that he was going to accept that. He thought he was going to keep his options open, maybe take a call with Ghana, take a call with England and kind of see who he wanted to be around. But he's got 24 appearances in the Liga this year. The kid's legit regular first team player for a top half at least la liga team and he's 18 but he started he just started playing in the first team too so you imagine he might get better i, I think it's a coup but the u.s I'll is getting what a lot better what might have forced it is this internationals coming up and there might have been a call gone in from england to say come and play for our under 21s come and train with the first team and you might have gone hang on hang on hang on like i'm gonna i'm not i'm not gonna represent you so it might have been forced a little bit he had to make a decision this week because all, all the squads are being announced for the upcoming internationals so maybe that was it well whatever it was i'm happy about it and well, I had one other thing written down. Yeah. I've got no fancy transition for this at all, but I did have one. <laughs> you don't say this, this. You don't say. <clears throat> I've just got something else I'd like to talk about. So if I could just talk about it. Did you, did you say PSG? Did I? Uh, I, I? I certainly did. Absolutely. So we, we had unit. We literally were very sophisticated. We wrote down Eunice Musa and we wrote down PSG. <laughs> and so that that's where we are. In, in, in scripting this and so psg unbeknownst to me i hadn't really been paying attention because i assume league all was a, a farmer's league i don't actually think it's a farmer's league i think it's pl it's plenty good but who the heck would possibly beat psg right like how would they not win the league spending 
just gobs of money all over the place. But right now, yeah. and I'm fairly certain both of us did not know this, they're not on top of the league with no, nine no, matches no, no, no. left. I'm not having that. I knew that. Uh, no, it's interesting because Lil are currently top of the table and the next few games for PSG are fascinating. Like, because, because they're seen as like this mega team that have just knocked Barcelona out of the Champions League and are still failing to win the Champions League despite being the superstars uh, in their domestic division. It's now a question of, well, hang on, are they definitely going to do it in the domestic division? The games that they've got coming up, they've just knocked Lille out of the French Cup, as we record. Uh, they're playing Lyon next, and then they're playing Lille at the start of April. So we'll, uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye on what they're up to. But that, that is basically the key bit. They then play Strasbourg, Saint-Étienne, Metz, Lons, Rennes, Reims, and Brest, right? So those games are winnable, but it's these games against Lyon and Lille that is basically, basically decide the entire league table. That said, they have just lost to uh, one of the sides down the bottom in Nantes. Um, they were beaten by them, despite having a lot of their stars playing. It was a very strange game. And on this episode of Spot the American, Lille has Timothy Way, who's got 23 appearances for them this year, which is looking hot. He's not is as he, good as uh, his dad. It, but is he the real deal? He wasn't for a long time. Uh, he has... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. We Nobody really knew how good he was going to be, right? Because, yeah, he's, you know, he's the son of a Belanda Orr winner, and he's on PSG. But you don't know if what he's did, on... What did you, what, hang on. What did you call it? Belanda Orr. That's not what we call it. Okay. Ballon d'Or. That's probably right. I don't know. I'm too American for my <laughs> no, own I good prefer yours. I, no I, I, I massively prefer your version. Anyway, he's, he's going to be playing with Shane Ballon d'Or. Oh. Anyways, uh, so he was on PSG, but nobody knew if he was any good at all, right? Because he could just be there yeah. because of who his father is. And then all of a sudden, at the beginning of a season when he was like 18, PSG just starts him in the first game of the year. <laughs> And everybody's yeah. kind of sitting there looking around like, wait, is this guy actually going to be in the PSG first team? Like, we had no warning. He didn't go out on loan anywhere. And then that was it. He made one appearance for PSG. Yeah. And then they, they loaned him out a couple of times. And every time he got loaned out, he got hurt. And I think every he, he started capping for the U.S. team because he played once for PSG. That's good enough for a, a decade's worth of caps in the U.S. team. And... He just kept getting hurt on these loans and everybody was... Well, my, my concern, Z, is he went to Celtic and in the Scottish Premier Division only scored three goals in 13 appearances. Yeah. So, we no, doing that in Scotland. Ugh. He's shredded, but now he's got 23 appearances for the team leading Ligue 1. Yeah, but he's only scored three goals or something. So it's not, again, it's not great, is it? But but Lilla, Lilla they're a strange team, though, because they've forever, especially like as football manager players, to bring it back to what we do, yeah. um, they, they've always had like these like players come through and be really good. Like Nicolas Pepe, is the, he's the recent one who's gone to Arsenal. But before that, Ed, Eden Hazard, like 10 years ago, was like the football manager wonder kid that was coming through at Lille. So I think a lot of a lot of football manager players have an affection for them for that reason alone. I would always take him and feel bad uh, in any save that I was doing, getting Eden Hazard. So it's nice to see them back on top, especially when there is such dominance. But they're level on points with Leon, and they're three behind Lille. So the next couple of games are going to be so good. The, the French League, for the first time in a long time, is actually quite interesting. So if you're not paying attention, hopefully this podcast has alerted you to pay attention. There you go. Ligue 1 for your viewing pleasure. We're going to take one more break. We'll be back with the sampling of some international food. Listeners, right then. Last week, I sampled. So what's wrong with that? I always do listeners. Listeners is my thing. What's happened? I just wasn't ready for it. 
<laughs> right, we'll start. Oh, I'm going to do it again now because the season's ruined. No, I'm not going to start again. We're carrying on, listeners. Uh, <laughs> last week, I tried. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> last- this is the british way the queen would love this uh last week i tried some captain crunch and i should say and i'm ashamed of this see i finished the box oh uh, yeah there we go it's so good it's so bad and every time i'm having it i'm eating it going this is terrible <laughs> for me this is terrible, terrible for, me. for this you is terrible but it's for addicting me. it was my favorite childhood yeah. cereal but it's really nice i'm not onto the berry one yet but that's going to be quite the adventure um and as a result you've gone to your local grocery store <clears> letting the lingo and uh, yeah, you've you've gone to right. the Europe, what's known as the European section. There is actually, uh, I should take a picture and send it to you because there's like the Hispanic section with your herbs and spices from like Latin America, and then there's yeah. the Asian section with like the East Asian herbs and spices, and then you get your curries in there. And like there's the South Asian section in there too, and then there's just this one section where there's the iron brews on the shelf and stuff, and it's just in a bunch of tea. And it's the European section. And it just says it above section. the section. It just says European. I like that. Uh, they've, they've, they've got, we need a European section. What do we call it? The European section? <laughs> yes, you've nailed it. That's what we'll go with. And it's always um, it's always empty too. The Hispanic so, section is bouncing. The Asian section's got like a ton of people in it. The European section's just always empty. So... um what have you taken you only got you got one thing right from the european yeah, yeah. section I, I i bought the thing that looked the best and i didn't know if you would know it or not because it says product of scotland on it but i got yes, like, it is Scottish. I, I got walker's pure butter shortbread rounds now the the interesting thing was when he told me about this i went he said i've got walkers i was like okay thinking again any any british person will think the crisps you know lays you have oh i remember this yeah they're yeah, like your here, company for that walkers gary, gary lineker who hosts a lot of the football in uh right. in the uk he's like the face of walkers crisps because <laughs> they're made they were made in leicester and he's obviously from that area um so yeah that, that's what i thought you'd got but no walkers is actually as you say shortbread scottish shortbread and how how are you, you going to sample some now for oh, us this is perfect it says by appointment to her majesty the queen shortbread oh, note cake <laughs> In the <laughs> all right let's open her up how many how many do you get i put her up oh, i think he means the shortbread um <laughs> how many yeah how no, many the, you get in a the pack? queen ben i'm talking about the queen oh, good lord how, how many do you get in the pack it's nine 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 in a pack what a weird number all right fair enough well they're stacked um, in the the visually here it's a plastic uh kind of sleeve almost just just with enough fortitude structurally to hold a shape of like three little cups and in each cup right. there's three yeah i'm looking i'm looking i've got a picture of them up now okay um everyday pack shortbread thistle rounds <sighs> a hundred years old apparently um i assume that means the recipe not the actual biscuit now what do you call these what do you because you don't is shortbread a term used in america not to describe anything that looks like this i okay. call these fit halfway between a cracker and a cookie and americans don't really have a word for them yeah i've got a word for biscuits start no, calling them biscuits this is no, not you've got this is not no, a biscuit. Go, to mcdonald's and order a, go to go to mcdonald's and order a biscuit and you don't yeah, get I know, one of these I, no i had one when it, I, they do them in barbecue places quite a lot don't they i remember having it in, oh, in a barbecue they're place great yeah but they're like scones that's a scone or a scone a your biscuit scone a scone well i would say scone but they american biscuits are like scones it really frustrates me that you've just decided to create they already existed as well you just created the same thing and called it a different thing that we've already got a name for 
But they're anyway. not scones. I've had scones and had good southern biscuits and gravy, and it couldn't be more different. Yeah, but they're, they're similar. They're similar recipe. I think that's the reason why. It's <sighs> flour, baking powder, or whatever. It's quite simple, isn't it? Water. Um. Anyway, tuck in. All right. I mean. <sighs> A different sort of podcast it's very <laughs> yeah <laughs> start to what are you doing to it it's asmr well kind of it's it's <laughs> a a n n o y ing it's annoying right go on you got so close to spelling that right all right here we go <laughs> i will say it's not got the same crunch as captain no, it doesn't know i'm really having to try here for the audio audio medium here most people hate the sound of other people eating as well, and you're really trying hard to audibly, <clears throat> audibly prove that you've got some Scottish <laughs> shortbread. <laughs> Which is... Have Which I not proved it? I think this is a podcast first. <laughs> I don't think anyone's done this before. Right. Anyway, okay. It, so... It's very... It's kind of bland. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, I Has mean... it not got, like, sugar on it? No. It's not even got any sugar, like, tops on it or anything. It's just a shortbread. So you've bought the most basic shortbread. <laughs> what? Do you eat exciting food in England? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, most most good shortbread has got like a dusting of sugar on it, which makes it a little bit more bearable. But you could dunk it. You, you haven't got a cup of tea, have you? You dunk shortbread in tea. I haven't, I haven't had a shortbread cup of, all day. I haven't had a cup of tea in years. I can't right, express we need that to, enough. We need to go through that process. So we need to get you a cup of tea. But anyway, this I, I've is, never okay, even had... Okay, okay. This is, it's I've good. never even had Walker's shortbread, I don't think. But I've had shortbread. Everybody has a shortbread at some point, especially Scottish people. Um, it's Yeah, but it's, it is nice. Nice crumbly texture, Yeah. ordinarily. The butteriness is what's really good about yeah. it. Yeah, classic. Like, classic definitely not shortbread. good for you, but it's, it's basically just like pastry bread and butter and the, yeah, butter, the ingredients the, wheat flour butter sugar salt so yeah. you know quite simple it's savory and and a little sweet but it's definitely really understated like i think it could go with anything <laughs> no not anything <laughs> what do you no. mean you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have it with a mcdonald's in, would you yeah yeah put it right on my big mac <laughs> that would really ruin everything involved there. It would not be nearly as good. But that uh, interesting. Yeah, I think you need to go back to the European section. I do. And we need to we need to get some other bits from the European section. And, I'm uh, gonna buy this yeah. again while I'm while I'm in the European section, I'm gonna buy some more. So Scottish if you've got any people. suggestions. Yeah, if you've got any suggestions, tweet me what we should get Z to get and I'll recommend some things. Yeah, tweet so we make no, sure you get tweet us what you're supposed to get too. You're telling me there's no oh, American section in your grocery store? <laughs> Uh, to be honest, there isn't really. <laughs> a lot of it's just American candy. We've got like this obsession with American candy in this country. That's about it, really. We got to find something that my mom's probably mailed you an was, entire American say, grocery yeah. store at this point. So I look forward to the the incoming uh, hamper that I'm going to get <laughs> an American hamper. <laughs> That's going to be exciting. Is... I'd be all for that though. Yeah, send it over. You ever um, had? Have you ever had jalapeno chips? Yeah, yeah, they're lovely, delicious. Okay. Big fan. I like that. Might have been. That might be something that. Have you ever? And that's, had... Mexi that's Mexicans. That's Mexico's anyway. So I don't know why you're taking credit for them. <laughs> I guess you might not have had like over there. That's uh, barbecue chips. You got barbecue chips there too. This has been this week of twenty good minutes. We'll see you next time. E Zealand. I'm Ben. Do see you, you have next barbecue week. chips? Of course we do. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course we do.